Welcome to the Epic Levels Mad Dungeon Podcast, where we create a one-page adventure improv style. I'm Steve Albertson, the Dragon Warrior. Artista Protista, Andrew Baluri, the Tiger Wizard. And I'm Rob Baluri, a.k.a. DJ Robbie Darko, and I love games, dudes. Let's Let's roll! roll. (laughs) Okay, uh, welcome back again. Ladies and gentlemen, to the Epic Levels Mad Dungeon Podcast. Today we have joining us Winston Ward. Winston, welcome oh. to the show. Hello, thank you for having me on the show. Man, it's a real honor. It took us a second to get here. I'm really stoked uh, to have you. So Winston is a, um, a science fiction author, as well as the founder, creator, and editor of Infinite Worlds magazine. Mm-hmm. Winston, you want to tell us a little bit about Infinite Worlds? Totally. Um, Infinite Worlds is, well, it's a brand besides just being a magazine. We also have a podcast of our own, and uh, we're looking to do some other stuff too. But the magazine itself is a print, full-color, ad-free, throwback-ish style science fiction magazine Uh, that's printed in limited editions and distributed around the United States and also Canada. Um, And we have original art, original stories, comics, and interviews with celebrities and figureheads of the science fiction world. And we publish quarterly, and you can find out all about us at www.infiniteworldsmagazine.com. I feel like you might be uh, being a little bit modest here. Um, yeah, you forgot to mention how incredibly handsome you are. I hadn't, how, just hadn't gotten there yet. And how <laughs> smart you are. I, yes. you, you guys got to give me a chance to talk. And your fashion sense. <laughs> this, yeah, this, this great hoodie. This, I, I made it myself. So We were actually talking beforehand how we're all just rocking our own merch all day, every day. <laughs> it's the only way to live. Yeah, you know, it's the right price. So you've yeah. had... Um, You've had in this uh, in this magazine. You've had mm-hmm. Mastodon. Mm-hmm. Um, you've had interviews with um, Gerard Way. Mm-hmm. Um, you've had um, they, brag about some of the people that are in the magazine. Let's see. Uh, most recently, I interviewed uh, Stu McKenzie, the brains behind King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Yes. I, I uh, interviewed Del the homo fun- Funky Homo Sapien, Del the Funky Homo Sapien. Who made my favorite sci-fi album, Deltron 3030. Yeah, and the, the best. It's amazing, and the, the second one's great, too. It's good. <laughs> I won't it's tell him Steve's you said favorite. that. <laughs> um, and a number of science fiction artists as well that are, you know, uh, Bruce Pennington and John Harris and a number of other science fiction contributors in the art world. Yeah, and also like some contemporary um, artists have been featured in the magazine. Um, Mm -hmm. Killian Ng, um, phenomenal artist. The cover of the um, most recent issue, which um, is out now, uh, certainly by the time this podcast airs, it's been out for a minute, Um, a cover by Skinner. Yeah, who's like one of the nicest people you'll ever meet ever in your entire life. Like one of the sweetest people ever. We were just talking about how Zach, the producer, is actually one of the nicest people 
Um, how would you say Zach compares next to Skinner? Well, I'm just now meeting Zach, but he does seem very sweet so far. Okay, like, just up check to this point. But he's he's sort of a comp troller, I think, of this podcast. So I might I don't want to get out of line. <laughs> I'm afraid that well, I'll see the the dark side. Almost he does have a bunch sweetness. of yeah. He has a bunch of uh, gun mounted drones that just hover around each of the buildings we're recording from right now. So you do have to you know stay under control. Okay, that's some cool sci-fi shit. I yeah, like that. It's intense. What's your favorite sci-fi shit? Uh, Philip K. Dick. I also love Philip K. Dick. We were talking about it a minute ago. And Ursula K. Le Guin. Um, and tons and tons of other stuff. But I, I keep trying. I want to read all of Philip K. Dick's novels. And it's I, a lot. I've read like 14, I think, at this point. But he did have a lot of boarders that lived at his house when he was writing his sci-fi. But what worlds was he living in? He was a... Well, I, I do believe Philip K. Dick, among many other things, was a paranoid schizophrenic, or at least suffered from some symptoms of those conditions dude and it comes out in his art man like sure it's For are sure. you figuring out crossword puzzles in your paper or yeah. are you helping direct bombings for the moon wars there are definitely coded messages on the radio broadcast from soviet russia telling me to seek out and in, you know interstellar computer intelligences or whatever the hell he's trying to say yeah. is like that kind of paranoid sci-fi your favorite stuff i do i like i like the idea of um, testing the limits of reality a lot and like, you know, playing with what constitutes the borders of reality. And I think he does that really well, like what it means to exist, what it means to be a human being. Um, and do we actually understand it or is the reality in which we base our premises on, you know, illusory or, uh, you know, a, a fabrication actually. How close have you gotten personally to the, edges of the border of reality yeah we like to push the the borders of reality as well i like yes that's that's why i'm here um i've gotten pretty close i've uh you know um as a writer i like to explore those spaces myself also you know what with the drugs um that happens what that, uh, <laughs> who, was, who was thrown off <laughs> who did i throw off with that one yeah. uh rob no. just did a hot take uh, yeah, Rob did a spit. Yeah, take. he just, just like spit let me, out let me his repeat fresca. My, I'm gonna repeat myself, and you get a mouthful of fresca. <laughs> um, yeah, but you know, I I really do appreciate anything that like bends my mind. I like mind bending ideas, and he he's really good at that. Le Guin's great at that. Uh, uh, How often is that helping you dictate who you're putting in your magazine? Well, okay, so I have a rule. I, I print three short stories in each issue of the magazine and I have a rule that or it's like a very soft rule as I'm the only one enforcing it and I'm enforcing it on myself but I try to do one that's kind of a classic science fiction story in the you know whatever that means one that's like a fun science fiction story and one that's really mind-bending so I, I try to like vary it so that it attracts the widest audience possible but I do try to include one that is you know a brain bender in every issue if I can you know, it all depends on how many, you know, what's submitted to me. I, I don't write them myself. That's awesome. Um, speaking of melding our minds and pushing the borders of reality, how about we create a space adventure today? Ooh. Man, that's, yes, let's please do that. My brain is melting. <laughs> I don't know, is that is that appropriate? Yeah, Steve, why don't you take it away? All right, Winston, so what we do here on this here show is create a uh, an adventure. So uh, like we this. have a bit of a 
outline that we use to go through the whole thing where we're going to start off by uh, rolling some dice that we have in front of us right now. That will determine Mad Lib's style, what uh, sort of word we're using, a noun, a verb, an adjective. From there, we'll go into our initial thoughts about what sparks our interest in these words and maybe even put them together for the title of this adventure. Then we're going to go and figure out who the villain of the piece is that our uh, PCs, the adventuring characters, will be running through. Um, and then from there, their comrade, who's their friend, who's going to help them out, a MacGuffin. So the MacGuffin is a item or a person or a thing that's going to get the story moving. Um, and then after we have all these things worked out in story, then we're going to figure out what kind of map we're going to physically make, an art piece that people can adventure through. So then we'll figure out what kind of space we're going to make based on the story that we've created together. So let's get started. Let's start rolling let's roll some, some dice up. and see Am what we Am I supposed to roll this now? Okay. Yeah, you, you start off, Winston. Hit it up. What do you got? Okay, I rolled a four, so I'm looking for a verb. Yeah, a verb. Uh, what about blast? Blast. Oh, That's a great verb. Rob, hit us up. All right. I got five. Five is an adjective. Um, how about glassy? No, oh, glassy's good. I'm going to go. Four, which is a verb, and I'm going to say <laughs> I got I got blasted in my head, and I just have 2001 with the like stuff going on either side. So I'm going to say uh, with a verb. I'm going to say uh, teleport. Oh my god! I so want to be in the room with Steve <laughs> and Winston because apparently they are actually partaking of the mind-bending drugs right now. Steve, <laughs> I'm high on the edge right at this moment. <laughs> there the we spice. go. My verb is teleport. Teleporting. All right, and I rolled a one, which is a noun. Okay, and I'm gonna say uh, meteorite. Mm. Meteor. Meteorite. Meteor. Okay. Meteorite. Meteorish. Meteorish. <laughs> meteorite. Winston, adjacent. as someone who delves into sci-fi, do you know the difference between a meteor and a meteorite? Yeah, a meteorite makes it all the way to the planet's surface. And meteor just flies oh, around yeah, orbiting. Flies around. A meteorite is the one that comes all the way down. Okay, then I want that. I want that one. I want the. Yeah. I want the deep impact. We're gonna get a good color out of space. You're gonna. Yes. You're getting Elijah Wooden here with your deep impact. No. Ooh. This story is going to give us deep impact. All right, so we have uh, in front of us a blast teleporting glassy meteorite. Okay. That's pretty exciting, you guys, okay. uh, where we've gone. All right, so let's, uh, let's jump into our initial thoughts and see uh, where we're landing on this thing in our segment. Initial thoughts. Small like astronauts or Jason's mighty argonauts traverse the sandbox with our initial thoughts. Okay, initial thoughts. Let's uh, pull this thing together. We got our words. What are we thinking? Why don't we start with uh, Andrea? What do you think? Who, me? Um, okay, so uh, the glassy bit uh, um, made me think about like a space obsidian, like some kind of like shiny black. Um, hunk of yeah, like obsidian, like space obsidian, um, and Very then dark, dark glassy surface, not a clear glassy surface. Uh, yes, yeah, you know, more like, like a kitchen tile. Yeah, like the <laughs> yeah, like the shiny black obsidian 
space rock or something and um uh you know blasting made me think about like maybe this um this giant thing as being mined like they're blasting for um you know uh, some precious substance on the inside of the giant um well i don't know if it's giant or not i don't know how big a, a meteor right they could be you know many sizes yeah lots of sizes yeah. I was yeah. originally thinking it would be the size of a football, but I don't oh. know, you know, it could be anything. This is true. <laughs> I think. Well, maybe it's a maybe it is the size of a football, and maybe the adventurers are the size of ants. Oh my goodness! It. Maybe that's part um, of it. And then I uh, I had the little the little mind fart that Steve had, and completely forgot what his word was. Well, that's great because I'm gonna. I think I think Steve should go next. Steve, what are your initial teleporting? Yeah, so we have glassy teleporting blast meteorite, right? So my ideas with the meteorite, or whenever we have any sci-fi that involves a meteorite, the meteorite is normally carrying something, Mm -hmm. Um, and it's also and it's something from out of this world. There's a great book called Night of the Triffids. Are you familiar with that one, Winston? Oh yes. Oh, I love it. So this one's a meteorite comes down and everyone who sees the meteorite that was out for the meteorite shower goes blind. But the oh, other yeah. thing that the meteorite does is it makes all the plants come alive and eat everyone. And so uh, <laughs> everyone's blind and being horrors. eaten by plants. It's a very fun book and movie. I think there's a movie too. They call it Day of the Triffid or something. But uh, so with the meteorite, it needs to be bringing something uh, to it. Same thing with like Colorado Space is like this uh, thing that just kind of mutates everything around it. But our meteorite isn't that. Our meteorite probably either blasts or teleports or both. <laughs> so, Why not both? Yeah. So I like that it's like a glassy black obsidian meteorite, like Andrew is saying. But like maybe everyone that touches it teleports somewhere else so it's like or, a port key from harry potter maybe i don't know if it goes to another dimension or somewhere else on the planet but i like the idea that you touch it and uh it it brings you somewhere this might get a little crazy as we're going to be building a map of some sort but shit could get cosmic i don't know Can we build maybe it teleports you maps. like to the yeah andrew can you draw a 4d map no um maybe it teleports you to the center of it like so like maybe it's um like uh like inner space egg yeah it's kind of like an egg yeah so like there's something on the inside of this meteorite okay or maybe you have to stop it from impacting your planet i don't know all right, let's move over oh, you to Winston. It, you could throw an Armageddon scenario in here. Sure. Uh, yeah, definitely a rescue situation. I don't. I don't know about that. But uh, I definitely some of the stuff Steve said like definitely rings with me. Like, I definitely am seeing the meteorite itself being smoking in a crater and being all glossy and glassy and possibly glowing, some sort of color of some kind, maybe bright green, maybe oozing perhaps something. out of space. Um, and uh, I see touching it, then is the blast, the blast of light, and then you're possibly at that point teleported to some, uh, I don't want to say another dimension because we don't do 4D maps as we've determined. I mean, I don't <laughs> know. Technology just isn't there. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, but it could possibly teleport you to um, 
Whatever, so, screw so, it. All right, I'm in. 4D map. Let's do it. I'm in. <laughs> Maybe yeah, I changed my map. Thinking, I, I changed it, my mind. We're thinking 4D yeah. here. Let's make the map. If we're doing four, if we're doing 4D chess, it might be fun to have you touch the meteorite, and then it brings you. Like maybe we could have like a sliders kind of situation where when you touch the teleporting meteorite, it just teleports you to like another dimension where the meteorite also has landed. Oh, that is. And then it's a way to find your way home. That is tight, Whoa. dick, bro. That is cool. <laughs> quantum leap situation. <laughs> You're like. You know, yeah, so we, like is it, basically, is it sliders or quantum leap? Are we inhabiting someone else's body? Well, or, or... that sounds crazier oh, to me, but like, Steve, think about this, okay? So just imagine that there is, you know, um, you know, some number, uh, two, I don't know, seven or eight, um, maybe eight because that's a good number for it's a good round four times two, yeah, or a good or eight times deep, one. D8. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Worlds where this um, this um, this meteorite has landed on. It's landed on eight different planets. And by okay. touching the meteorite, you teleport to, to one of those these eight? different planets, right? These different, uh, like on, on the far reaches of the solar system. And at each of these planets, I also love where this is going. There's some small portion of a task that must be completed in order to stop a saga oh this is amazing and i've been going crazy with appendix n like 20s to 70s pulp fiction and rereading a princess of mars and all this stuff and i can't wait till we start talking about worlds you could be meteorited to all right okay nice. Bla- blasted Rob. to we, I don't think we got Rob's initial thoughts. Yeah, there. my I, I I love where this is going for sure. I love the idea of multiple planets, and I think we should uh, knock that out in a moment. Uh, but I, I've been thinking about the word glassy, and it, it's uh, not just because I said that word, oh. but maybe <laughs> it is. But uh, I think it could be used for more than just a descriptor of the meteorite. Like maybe there's uh, some sort of. Uh, 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 like a, a curse or something that causes you to see uh, through like or, or traps you in a, a glass house of some kind or uh, something in there. Oh, God. Let me jump what on that. Like what a... about Alice through the looking glass, glassy? Oh, yeah, sure. Get your Lewis Carroll action. This is starting to kind of give me, a, a, remind me of the Lochnar. Is anybody familiar with the Lochnar from the uh, first uh, heavy metal movie, the animated yeah. movie? Kind of has a, sort of a Lochnar feeling going on. Which now. one was the Lochnar? It's a little glowing green orb. Oh, it was the orb yeah. through the whole yeah, thing. Yeah. It's called the okay. It's the Lochnar. So uh, that's I'm starting to get a little bit of that feeling in there. So that's cool. Also, Rob, like kind of piggybacking on your on your glass idea. Maybe the thing that needs to be stopped is like the dimensional glass, like stop you from breaking. Mm the fourth or fifth wall. Right. <laughs> it's like or a, maybe perhaps the villain is made out of glass or something like ooh. that, and they communicate by noises. Mr. Glass Samuel L. Jackson from... <laughs> yeah, maybe their bones are very I'm, brittle. Or just trying to break through a glass ceiling. These are some good initial thoughts. Do we want to do the planets? I mean, I feel I feel great for initial thoughts, but let's well, keep rolling. Yeah, I mean, let's keep that idea going of doing lots of planets, but let's also get there later, I feel like. Cause yeah, that's down the road. Let's, let's move into the next segment, and this will kind of help us solidify some things. 
because who in this people-less adventure we have so far is going to be the villain. Yo, that's enough chillin'. Who is the villain? So, uh, I mentioned the Lochnar already, so I feel like uh, since that was the villain in the heavy metal movie, I feel like, you know, for me at least, it'd be kind of fun to play in that, like, or a parody of that universe a little bit. Play in that sandbox? Yeah, play in that sandbox. So uh, maybe the meteorite itself could be the villain. Like, it have some sort of consciousness or personality of some oh. kind. Oh, man. Ooh. What, what like if that. the blast part is that each of these eight planets or ten planets, I don't know, just needs to be one of your standard die numbers. Maybe there's only six. It'd be easier to draw. Um, and on each of these planets, it's actually blasting towards the core to, like, destroy the planet. Oh, an Armageddon scenario. Yeah. Wait, are you saying it's, like, digging? Yeah. Sure. Or, like, firing a laser beam. So it'd be cool. destroying the core on all of these parallel dimension planets oh yeah so like basically what happens is because it's like a ring right so it's like a circle and at each of the points um it starts blasting in and when all of the points of uh andrew are you talking about points of on a circle uh points on like an eight-sided shape (laughs) An, an octagon it's an octagon yes yeah, someone, you got to have somewhere to do the fighting. I think we're getting okay. lost in the weeds here a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. I was just I was trying to be as trippy as Steve and Winston, and <laughs> I don't know, maybe it's a hard, flat. hard yeah, well, I mean, place to get to. Well, let's let's go dig into heavy metal a little bit because what was the role of the orb? Like, I know it talked to John Candy, or it was Chuck Candy. I can't remember the movie. So it like uh, it shows up out of space, and it just uh, basically it terrifies this young girl kills her dad and then terrifies this young girl and tells her it's evil plan and then the rest of the movie is like all these different shorts where the Loch Nahr is very vaguely involved kind of shoehorned in to be entirely honest right that's what i that's what i remember too but basically it represents evil like just like an evil force um kind of similar to like if you've seen um the, the fifth element the yeah yeah the the, the evil Whatever so like in voice the evil world the in the is. fifth element though it's like it was it was rocketing towards earth to like destroy it right yeah 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 kind of like what you were saying it was blasting you might even okay. say yeah, <laughs> some, oh, some might say blasting um you know that that's the third bruce willis movie we've referenced so far in this episode without him on saying the bruce show willis baby name which is kind yeah of until we, yeah until yeah right until now. just now i just Well, what if we did something similar where it's this blasting thing where it hits this world, but it's like parallel dimensions to us or different worlds, and it's doing the same thing in this trippy way across these places, but every time you touch it, you get... uh, You get teleported to like its home dimension or something, right? Like somewhere where it's vulnerable, potentially? Or, yeah, or you have to to find your way to that that, that one. Or, oh, maybe you do it like a dungeon, right? Like where every time you touch it, you go through it like you're flipping through television channels. So it's not random. And you just go from one to the one to the one. And you have to get to the eighth one oh, it's the same every to stop time. him. Yeah, okay. Or it doesn't even have to be in the same order every time, does it? Except well, that's maybe the it, last one. I was imagining it being random where you'd go. But yeah. it might be easier to come up with an actual scenario where you have to get through things. 
If they were in order. If they were in order. I could see. Well, the way I'm also we just having a general create... hard time wrapping my head around what this is. Yet. Are you thinking a die hard time wrapping your head hey. around it? Wow. <laughs> that works on a lot of levels, actually. I like okay. that, though, because yeah. then we can... Uh, I, I think keep it random, though, because we can... Uh, I mean, maybe just keep the endpoints the same, and then whatever happens in the middle can go in any order. Because the way we create rooms, usually it doesn't really matter which room you go in first, you know? And we can right. treat the planets like rooms or whatever. Well, that's what I was thinking, too. But, all right, we have to kind of wrap our head around how they'll... I'm trying to wrap thing? my head around how how to draw a uh, in the fourth dimension. I, I already out. kind of have an idea of what the schematic might look like, where it's like uh, layers on a, a tree or whatever, like kind of one above another above another. Uh, like but I'm rings? wondering, like rings like turtles? in the center of a tree. Oh, maybe they should just be concentric circles. No, I don't know. Yeah, like <laughs> like sections. Uh, like circular sections. I don't know. What if the uh, meteor lands and a corruption kind of takes over the world? Ooh, and what so... if it starts turning the world to glass? Ooh, oh, oh my gosh! Now there we're talking. Yeah, like now we're we getting go. somewhere. All right, nailed it. So the so then there's like a clock, right? There's a like time. Yeah. And Pressure. then they need to. Oh, and you can't touch that area, right? Or you'll turn to glass. Unless you have, hmm. you know, some hazmat suits. Some magic rings. I like it. It's as simple as you have to wear a hazmat suit. (laughs) (laughs) Just put on some plastic bags on my feet. That was cool. (laughs) Yeah, you have to wear shoes. (laughs) Do Crocs count? Would that protect me enough? Well, they got holes in them, so it just depends. It's not going to work. Not going to work. So that might be fun where, like, the whole world is turning to glass, but, like, wherever the glass is, this consciousness can find and mock you. I like okay. that. Or, or, yeah. or like near the glass too. Or I mean, like it can't. Uh, right. Like so, it's like moving. It's not maybe. I feel like it needs to be blasting, right? But if, <laughs> but I would like it like a slow crawl, so you could kind of stay away from it, but close enough where it can make like trees turn to glass faces. I think. How, how would you interact with it? Is like the question, I guess. Kind of like the orb, right? It just kind of glowed and had a voice. So wherever the glass is, it could glow and have a voice. Okay, I see. Or it but can like, take pieces of glass from what's around it and a symbol of, of form to communicate with whatever, you know, so like it'll, it'll take over a tree and it'll like use a couple knots on the tree to start talking to you or something. So like is that. it, is it like Legion, you know, with, uh, maybe is that kind of like that or, or, or even like in uh, return to Oz where the little rock faces could come yeah. everywhere and the gnome King just talks to everyone. Through the different through the different claymation faces and rocks. man that that claymation from Return to Oz and the Rock Kings like it's not good but I love it so much. I, there are a lot of good visual effects it. in that movie though. Mm-hmm. All right, so I think as far as the villain goes, this rock some sort of is, omnipresent glass being. It is where we're at right now. Right. Yeah, so I'm into it. So let's and we can get Dwayne to, the Rock Johnson to play it in the movie. I, I heard he's hired for cheap. You can get him. You know, I yeah, feel like we've like already. There's no one. <laughs> he's down to sea like level in Hollywood now, right? I feel like we've already sort of committed to having Bruce Willis voice this thing. Oh yeah, you're right. I mean, well, who knows? Because let's move on to. Uh, Should we give this villain a name before we move on? Glass oh, Void absolutely. Willis. Glass Joe. 
<laughs> from Punch the, Out. The you last the glassed boy scout <laughs> um glassed and hawk uh, glass glass yeah um why don't, don't we just call it glass just like keep it simple and slightly mysterious oh, i like the idea of having it otherworldly and unknowable and to so keep it's like, it scarier. Like an old one's name type yeah. name? Like a yeah. cosmic horror type, you know? Cosmic. What, what was the orb's name sin? again? The, the, the orb is named Lochnar. Like. Lochnar is pretty, something along like, what was Mike Myers of the Hill People way back in the old Saturday Night Live in like the 80s or 90s? <laughs> I don't know. The uh, Lochnar with a vengeance. <laughs> Lochnar with a vengeance. Is that another Bruce Willis reference? No. Uh, yeah, technically. Yeah, is it though? Yes. Well, what's uh, well, let's do a, let's do a classic thing. Let's just uh, what's Bruce Willis backwards? Silu. Irub. Somebody, somebody, can, if you if you put it on the screen, then maybe we yeah. Yeah. How about how about um how about Spruce Killis? <laughs> Oh man! All right, I'm into it. Let's do it. Deuce, deuce, kill us. Deuce, kill us with a vengeance. Silo E Curb. Bruce Silicon. Silo E Curb is a pretty cool. I think Silo E Curb is great. Yeah. (laughs) Let's roll a Silo E Curb. It actually kind of does sound scary because it sounds so like preposterous. I feel like we need a. I feel like we need a uh, apostrophe after the E. So it could be like silo a curb. It's like downloadable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, if you put an apostrophe in something, uh, it makes it sci-fi or or a wizard. Oh, or after oh apostrophe, not a dash. Okay, yes. Oh yeah, that's much better. That's very that's very like ancient uh, cosmic horror. It is right. Silo a curb. Oh, yeah. he sounds like he's coming to decimate a planet. You know, I also get the idea that he's like a harbinger of Galactus kind of thing, where he's turning a planet to glass as he's preparing it for his god to come and devour. Like it. a glass eater. Yeah, like a glass eater, like a rock eater from Never Ending Story. Wow. Nice. Okay. Okay. Cool. Okay, um Rob, can you sum up what our villain is? Yeah, so it's Siloe Curb, the uh I think it's pronounced Siloe Curb with a vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> Siloe Curb with a vengeance Thank you. is here to wreak vengeance on multiple dimensional planets. He lands using a meteorite that's uh, teleport or blasts into the surface and mm-hmm. if you manage to capture the meteorite you are teleported to the next dimension to try and stop him that sounds is it kind right. of like is well, it, he no, is the meteorite perfect. yeah not he but wrote is on a, it. He are is the it. other dimensions that he um like teleports you to are they like mirror dimensions kind of like from doctor strange yeah, where it's you- like it's the same place but it's like through a glass, Meh. Yeah, is well, it a dimension th- or yeah? Or like yeah, I think it needs to be like through the looking glass, right? Like you go through the meteor and then and you're into the next one, and you and we'll figure out what kind of fun world we want it to be, and then like maybe when you get there, he starts turning that one to glass. So you coming to the world makes it. He follows you through. Well, he is the oh, dimension yeah, thing, yeah, right? The... So he's already there, but like maybe you going through is what triggers him turning everything to glass again. And that's why so I was thinking maybe you, you have to go through each one, two, three, four, whatever, 
One, world two, three, four, five, six get... senses. But maybe he could he couldn't be attacking those worlds. <laughs> Andrew, what? <laughs> he just six sensed us. Uh, <laughs> maybe maybe you're passing through. Maybe you touching the orb allows him or it. I don't want to. I don't, wanna, I don't, I don't want to assume Ecurb's them. gender here. I think we should. Yeah, they, them, Z. It's it's definitely not binary at all. Yeah, I wouldn't think. Um, so I I think we should move on to the next segment, and then that'll help us figure out like what we're doing and why. Because the next segments are the comrade, who's your friend, who's helping you out, and then also the MacGuffin, which I think is going to be the thing that we need to stop CeeLo. Friends make you glad. So who is the comrade? All right, so we have this crazy space meteorite that comes down to Earth or whatever planet our people are on and starts turning everything to glass, potentially as a harbinger for something even bigger and worse. Um, we need to have a friend, someone who's going to help us and guide us through this very difficult and unknowable world of cosmic horror so who in this scenario that we've laid out so far could possibly be someone that we could lean on, someone that the PCs can, maybe someone that has some sort of knowledge that could help them figure out what they could do about this unknowable conundrum? Andrew, do you have any thoughts? Um, well, I, I did have a thought. Um, so I was thinking what, what might be cool is, like, so we... Obviously, we're going to be taking a, a, uh, an adventuring party. Um, it might be cool if there was like an AI or a robot buddy, mm. um, you know, sort of get that because um, we've got this sort of like this cosmic, um, you know, <laughs> meteorite thing, and you know, it's it's sort of like maybe maybe it's heralding some elder god or some sort of great power and whatever it's blasting your planet to smithereens and the only person that has the info dump is the ai um you know computer floppy drive disk man (laughs) that has all of the like from the before time but you know uh information just four megabytes yeah so kind of like ziggy in quantum leap like uh, the one guy would come in as a hologram and he always had like the computer that had all the information about where they were and what they were doing. And that was kind of like the guide in Quantum Leap. Right. So something like that, that's something they could take with them from dimension to dimension that could keep working with them, I think is great. Yeah, totally. I'd almost add that it would be awesome if it was wearable and also had some sort of holographic thing that makes it, makes the players comfortable. What do you think, Winston? Well, I like the idea uh, so far of AI. I think that plays pretty well into this. uh, The wearable idea is good. It kind of gives me a uh, Star Trek vibe with being able to communicate with the ship's computer from uh, your uh, communicator badge. So I like that. Uh, As far as like an appearance goes, uh, something to make us comfortable or whatever, uh, maybe a child would be nice. Oh, crazy. Ooh, Did you ever watch okay. Red Dwarf? I loved Red Dwarf. I actually have not seen it. No, that's oh, a, that's man. on my short list. It's on my list. It's a I've... very fun show, but on the ship they have these, when people die, they become holograms. 
and then they have to have like an H on their forehead, so you know the difference between a living person and a hologram. Uh, but that's are they tangible? Can you like touch? Well, that's the thing. They have soft holograms and hard holograms, oh, which okay. is a scientific trope from a long time ago. So maybe that could be something as well, where uh, your comrade also has their own agenda, which is to turn from a soft hologram to a hard hologram where they could interact with the world. A hardogram. A hardogram. What are you thinking, Rob? Well, I, I love the idea of an AI. My, my first uh, thought when I was trying to figure out who could possibly help our player characters was some kind of dimension hopping, uh, like mad surfer kind of guy is who I thought of. So like a cross between like Marty McFly like a dimensional and surfer. Yeah, Yo, exactly. dude, catch the chrono wave, man. Yeah. I was thinking like a cross between Marty McFly and, um, Bill and Ted or something like that, where he's just kind of like, yeah, I've been trying to chase down this crazy glass <laughs> monster forever, dude. And like, so I like that. Cause it's, all, it's off it's, the wall. Yeah. That's, so just Very like non-threatening. This, yeah, this yeah. dog town in the Z boy, like nineteen <laughs> seventies skater haircut, proto Tony Hawk. Yeah, and that's great because then Harold of Galactus is Silver Surfer. Right. So Harold of that's how he the Harold is this kid. We should probably give him some sort of surfy skater name that is the hologram. And also, if it's gonna be like Surfer Dude Kid, what is the wearable item? That fits into that uh, kind of tone. What about a slap bracelet? Oh my <laughs> yeah, god, it's wonderful. <laughs> I love it. That's perfect. <laughs> One of the gr- most powerful like items in the cosmos is the slap bracelet. <laughs> it's like one of those Lisa Frank cheetah print like multicolored oh, please. ones. Please, yes, yeah, absolutely. So hot it's a, pink. It's and- a slap bracelet that. Whoops. It's a slap bracelet that has um, an artificial intelligence in it, and when you mm-hmm. slap it on, you like pull him from his dimensional surfing escapades to wherever you are. Sure, I think it's great. I think that we should make awesome. it a girl, okay, yeah. though. Oh would, yeah, yeah, let's get that. Yeah, totally. And uh, and I'd like to throw homage to Stacy Peralta, and maybe name her Stacy. And then, oh, saying, my God, this is what saying, we need to do. Oh, go ahead. I was saying their name could be Spacey Peralta. Oh, Spacey is good. But I, I like the idea if we did Spacey P, if it were, an, yeah, so an acronym for Spacey. Oh, I don't know if we should do Spacey because then we got Kevin all up in the mix. What about uh, oh, Stacey, yeah. cares Stacey, about Stacey Stardust? Because it's based on Ziggy from. Uh, mm. uh, I like that. I'm all about Stacey Stardust. Stacy Stardust, the like nice surfer too. chick skater girl, is great. <laughs> it's you know Ziggy from uh, Quantum Leap is not Ziggy Stardust, but you know we might as well throw some Bowie in there too. I'm all about bringing the Bowie into the sci-fi. You know, we did it. go on a little Bowie tangent last night, didn't we, Winston? We were yeah. going over every Bowie film <laughs> in order. Um, yeah, should we go with the anagram? Let's just go down the list here. We'll do uh, Stacy. I don't think we have to do Stardust. What do you think? What I'm thinking right now is uh, every time you add uh, a thing like this, it's just more like words this, onto the map just, that we don't it's, need. Yeah, it's more words on the page that are. <laughs> you know what? Let's do this. This is fun. We'll just say Stacy Stardust is an anagram and then just leave it at that. And they'll be like, they didn't <laughs> yeah, even say it's what it's an it acronym is. for something. Yeah. yeah. Right. 
There you go. Yeah, acronym. <laughs> and then so, the, that's great be because great. then the players, the players get to figure that out what it is, you know, or the DM gets to figure it out if anybody plays this crazy space adventure. Perfect. Uh, it'll be Perfect. good. So that's great. So what is Stacy's deal, right? So we know who she is, but what does she want? Is this like an uh, eternal conflict that they've had? Uh, maybe we do go back to Silver Surfer. How did he turn from like being Galactus's errand boy to powerful cosmic superhero? Well, he betrayed Galactus, basically. He, like Galactus had him scout Earth to be devoured, and he got here and was like, wait, there are like humane the fantastic four was like no don't we got humans here and he was like oh yeah i used to be a sentient non-slave i remember that and then was like when galactus showed up he was like nope you can't eat this planet or or i'll quit being your herald and then galactus was like whatever (laughs) (laughs) whatever bro whatever man hungry man and then just went and ate some (laughs) other planet instead well so the difference between that story and our story is that Galactus is kind or not Galactus, uh, the Silver Surfer is kind of like the hero. And this is just a bit part, right? So this is just like somebody that's going to give us an info dump and then send us on our adventure or the player's adventure. I so, mean, they, if they're a bracelet, there's no reason why they won't be around the whole adventure and help out more than one time, right? Um. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, I picture them being good. around the whole time, and then it's also something that they'll have going forward, you know. And I, but I do think you're right. They're the, I mean, they're the one that give us the lay of the land at the start for sure. Yeah, yeah. Are, I mean, are you they don't the want to tell us how to defeat Silo. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, you don't she really want to give. You don't really want to give them like um, a. And, and a character that, or maybe we do want to give them a character that like can destroy Galactus style. Maybe that's like a pocket, maybe the play a pocket is, pet. There's my Tamagotchi Silver Surfer. my Tamagotchi Silver Surfer. You have to put the slap bracelet onto Silo to kill him in the end. Oh man, that would be amazing. What? Oh my God. But does he, does he have hands? You know, he's like a meteorite. I guess maybe that's part of it. You have to trick oh, them taking a they, human they. form. Oh, so this yeah, is all right. That's I, a great idea. I, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it, guys. I figured Steve, it out. Give it. Give it. Give we it. have this meteorite that landed on a planet. It's a rock. It's a weird fucking rock. Mm-hmm. And like, you need to keep going through these dimensions until you could find the version in which he is like a sentient, obsidian, glassy rock man, meteor man, like a humanoid, like a humanoid. Mm-hmm. And, and so, slap the slap bracelet on him. Right. So we could have whoever's running this thing roll randomly for which uh, dimension he's in right. uh, as that form. And so you have to kind of nice. randomly figure it out. Is, I have a question. Is there one slap bracelet or is there one for every member of the party? Uh, I think there's just one. Question. Probably just one. Oh, but, but maybe, oh, maybe everyone could have one, but it still only calls the same AI. Right. But I just mean to say, right. if if you're there at the, when you get to uh, Silu, you know, and somebody else is not available, do they have to be? You know, do they have to have that item? Yeah, I think they have to have the item, and I think the scarcity of the item is what makes it hard. Totally. To, the one thing that I we have yeah, to I mean, also really reconcile just need to have like one member of the party within striking distance. Right. Right. The other thing we need to reconcile is when someone touches the meteor. Does the whole party go? <laughs> you know, they, it has to, right? 
Yeah. So if just yeah, one person right. touches it, then you're connected. It's a proximity so, thing. So hear this out. If they all of the party has slap bracelets, then that could be the thing that ties them together. <laughs> that makes sense. You know, so that they all oh, teleport yeah. together and stay together. That's a great idea. So they don't get lost in the time stream. So so Stacy at, at some at some point in her introduction will be like, Let me generate some more bracelets for you, bros, and like gives <laughs> Oh god, I love it so much. You. So how do you guys think Stacy's slap? St- this is where we're at. How do you think Stacy's slap bracelet gets to gets to the fellas? Now this <laughs> like, is, is riding role play. And, yeah, I love how the name just changed to Stacy's slap bracelet. Stacy's slap dust. Slap dust. I feel, I feel like Stacy has like you know you 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 mentioned like the hard holograms you know so I feel like Stacy has the ability to like materialize you know, goods to like a hard hologram must be able to do since, you know, they're materializing themselves. I think there's some just like magic shit. Okay. That happens there. You know what I mean? Wait, well, so- we're doing science fiction, Rob. There's no magic in science. Okay. There's fiction. some techno shit that happens I, there. It's techno the shit. Yeah, exactly. the same thing. Yeah. Techno just, stuff. Just, just use a different word to describe yeah. the same thing. <laughs> yep. So are we going to, so are we going to say that Stacy is a harbinger of C- silo and vengeance? With a vengeance, and Silo is also a harbinger. I don't know if we're still going with that. But so does Stacy show up first, gives out the slap bracelets, and she's like, it's coming. I'm here to help. And then, like, right. seconds later, it's like, I, So what if, we, what if we simplify that a little bit? Because we know that this, um, this being is going to impact the planet that our players are on. And then we know that as soon as they touch this thing it's going to teleport them somewhere else so maybe instead of like a random you know place that it teleports you to the first place it teleports you to is where stacy is right so that's just like easy like as though this were a dungeon and the first room of the dungeon had stacy slap stardust right chained to a wall okay so stacy stardust is always in the first place no, yeah, but I love it. If we do that, then we don't Win. have the people stay together slap bracelet beforehand. What do you mean? So if the slap bracelets keep people together when they're doing dimensional oh, travel. Right. I don't know. Maybe that's like a fun challenge for the party. One person touches the rock and teleports away, and then everybody else has to decide what to do. I feel like it made more sense when um, Stacy arrived first and okay. like just gave you the lay of the land real quick before everything started. You know, it seems like an easy way to set up the adventure too. You know, um, that's true. <laughs> that is a way a lot of these go. Is like we have the friend oftentimes is the person that's like, "Here's what's going on. Here's what you need to do, and I'm here to help." <laughs> it's almost like I mean, that's what a sound, comrade is for. Yeah, yeah almost like, like why we have this in like here to begin friend. with. Yeah, <laughs> it just distributes bracelets. Like, hey, what's up, y'all? I'm here to distribute some bracelets. Yeah, <laughs> cow bunga. <Okay>. So <laughs> is this is our this is our uh, this is our our play. We're gonna say Stacy slap bracelet comes to the realm slash planet where the players live, and is like, yo, what's up, bro? Came to let you know this thing. With a vengeance is coming to uh, <laughs> destroy you with a vengeance, and uh, you better get ready. It's a good day for you to die hard. 
I like <laughs> yeah. the idea that the first thing any player character finds is a slap bracelet. Like nothing weird has happened yet in the adventure. And then the slap bracelet is lying on the ground or something and somebody puts it on. <laughs> or, 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 or Rob, does it fly down from space oh and, just and right lands on, on one of the PC's <laughs> arms and slaps like on Thor's there. That hammer is so and it just good. Yeah. Like that is exactly what happens. down and slaps onto your bracelet. All right, that's all right. That's how it starts. It's great. It, it gets it people on board. Down, I think is what we should. Yeah, it blasts do. down for sure. <laughs> it's like a, it is like a comet or a meteorite. There's like a tail on it. You're like, what is that? Oh, it's coming right at us. Oh, and so the thing that's cool about this is that now it's it's no longer like the players find this uh, this being. Yeah. And. Um, uh, ask it for help. It's now the other way around, and this yeah. being has sought out the players totally to enlist their help, right? Yeah, I think so. I feel like the players in these adventures are always the chosen ones. <laughs> so is Stacy like a slave, I guess, to uh, yeah, to E-curb? to E-curb with the E-curb. <laughs> it sounds like an app. <laughs> So is that is it like that kind of same like Galactus Silver Surfer relationship? Like what did, oh, I, I guess that's a great Maybe she's question. Buck, what is their connection? The authority. She's tired of E Curb taking over all these worlds. She just wants to rip to some curls, bro. Or or do we do like a <laughs> Superman kind of thing where it's sent from another planet that it just uh, came from? Oh yeah. And they're like, it's the warning. It's like you're the next closest one. You know, the fucking Martians sent it our way. <laughs> I don't know. Right. I think either of those are like a perfectly viable option. Yeah, or I mean, you I, know, it could just be like this is the next planet. You know, I don't know. It's more Shakespearean though if they do have some sort of tragic uh, connection. Backstory. Yeah, like where you know somehow this sentient rock and this AI slap bracelet are spurned lovers. One of my friends the other day, I told him about the podcast. He said he listened to it. And he said it sounded exactly like Shakespeare. That's crazy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's like this absolutely like the bard. Oh, I I get what you're saying, Rob. Like that was uh um that was one of your uh that was one of your jokes. That was a it? joke. Yeah, that I got it. it. You were being you're being sar- sarcastic there. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah oh, okay. oh. Not truthful. I'm so not sure is- if like the sarcasm there was intended to tell Steve to like put a sock in it and just move on <laughs> to the next section, or if you're like really into it and Is this you telling him to put a sock in it and move on to the next section? Yourself? No, you'll know when I tell Steve to put a sock <laughs> in it. It sounds like this. Either way, I'm just gonna put a stamp on this thing and say that uh E Curb and Stacy. Oh, because it's a child, though. Uh, she, I mean, she can be a preteen. You know, she doesn't have to be a baby child. She could be a. She could also child. be Almost like a adult. million years old. But we don't, we don't want this to be a Roman Polanski. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not trying to get into. Yeah, we kept talking about Rosemary's whoa, Baby and Roman Polanski. Don't put that on me, man. <laughs> or, yeah, and I also badmouth Philip K. Dick at the beginning of this thing too. Shit. So we're not. <laughs> no one's safe. Uh, yeah, you know what we'll say is that for a while. What were we saying with the the ward? Maybe uh, Stacy was the ward, like uh, Robin to Batman. Okay, evil okay. Batman. Uh, evil yeah. Batman who kills by turning everything to glass. All right, we got Stacy. But now do it. she's ready to stop him. All right, now yeah, she's yeah. ready. She's, she's, turned, she's, she's turning the tide. 
She's got a grown. She's grown up now. She's got a conscience. Yeah, it's like Gamora and Thanos. Cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let's do it. Like that. That relationship. Okay, great. I love that. We, we can only talk to each other with sci-fi references. That's all we all we understand <laughs> about relationships. Okay. Well, let's move to the next section because I feel like I'm caught in a loop. I found a metal leg. It will give me a tough shin. Somehow I think it's special. It must be the MacGuffin. Okay, we got our comrade sorted out. Now let's see if we can figure out the MacGuffin. And I'm not going to lie to you guys. I think we already figured this one out too. I think it's a slap bracelet. You feeling pretty slap bracelet Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's got, it's got all of the main well. MacGuffin muffin points to it. It's got a uh, purpose, which is, uh, um, you know, chaining the, um, the rock man. Is that, is that what it does? Is it chain him? Yeah, it chains him sure. up to prevent him from blasting our planet to pieces. It's a plot device for carrying our sweet, sweet Stacy Slapdust uh, to the players. <laughs> this, I mean, I feel like you could probably uh, like unroll the slap bracelet and ride on it like a space surfboard Ooh. if you, one were so inclined. If you were really small, I guess, or... Oh, it's it's probably or if some techno shit happens. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, probably yeah, okay. techno shit. Yeah. Makes it just expands. Carpet, a techno bracelet. It's oh, like the ring. This, like... It's like the one ring. It just keeps changing to yeah. fit your needs. No, it's the same size. It's just slap bracelet size, but you can just balance like one toe on it <laughs> and like do a ballet move and fly through space. I love that space. idea. <laughs> I think it would be fun. I think a way like to like an ice skater feet. move. Yeah, you just put them on your feet and ice skate with them too. Yeah, but it, I think Stacy can make these things as a hard hologram that she is. But uh, I think maybe the way that you defeat Silo at the end is you have the slap bracelet, both wrists and both ankles, and then oh, he's like bound and chained. So you need all four. Yeah, all... so you need four of them mm. to uh, do yeah. it. But other than that, he's invincible. He's an unstoppable god. So, so what? Need, what it's happens a binding when? When we want to, I guess if we want to run this adventure with less than four players, then just like everybody has got a multi slap bracelet slap up. Yeah. On. I guess everybody could have around. two. Like you have one on each arm, and that way you have one. I mean, you could have five. Oh. I mean, I could keep counting up. I could even imagine <laughs> looking at my arms, the yeah, amount of slap bracelets slap I could be wearing at one time. Oh my goodness. You guys are getting <laughs> crazy with the slapping. The slap bracelets are out of control. All right. All right. Well, I don't think we need to dwell on MacGuffin too much longer. Should we just move on to the next segment? Well, okay, so this next yeah, do segment. We, do we want to talk about all the things that the slap bracelet does? Or is that it pretty much just summons Stacy and yeah, Stacy works like a genie? Yeah, I think. Well, we, I think does Stacy do I, does Stacy do genie like stuff or does Stacy just provide information? I think just information. I think information, but she can make <laughs> She's limited think, to creating slap bracelets. Yeah. Like, anything yeah. slap bracelets small objects small, for one thing. Small, uncomplicated <laughs> objects. Oh, yeah. No moving part objects. You could create these hard holograms that last for a short amount of time. And they can't last for a short amount of time because you have to trap Silo <laughs> e curb for a millennia at least. Yeah. Is it Silo or Silo? Yeah, Silo. Silu, Silu. This is the best Silio. thing about being a writer is, uh, you know, we could let the audience decide. Yeah, you Silio. figure out how to is pronounce it like this sin- thing with like a sinew? We're going to pronounce Silio? it 10 different ways on the podcast, so you guys just pick one. Silo. 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 So um, 
I think that the slap bracelet, it um, it binds Silo, it summons Stacy, and then it's also got the added feature that you can ride it like a space surfboard. And also it enables simulta- simultaneous teleportation. Oh, right. right. All right. That sounds like plenty and uh, an awful lot of fun. Are they co- are communicators with one another as well? Like sure. Oh, I, you know, from I distance, like you could put your wrist up to your mouth like you're a CIA agent and communicate. <laughs> yeah, why wouldn't you be able to? Yeah, yeah of course yeah. you communicate with your slap bracelets. Okay, great. I remember I had a slap bracelet um, that was like kind of reflective too. So you know, maybe you could see people coming up behind you if you held. Yeah, it. <laughs> you just hold it up behind, looking there like a mirror. I was thinking like reflective, like it would reflect. Uh, you know, a blast like from a silo. But, you know, seeing someone behind you is equally as important, I think. So. I know we're adding more things to the slap bracelet, but <laughs> one of the things I know about slap bracelets are is that the uh, fabric would come off and then it was just mm. a sharp piece of metal mm-hmm. That's that would like, oh, yeah. very cut dangerous. you up. Yeah, so maybe the slap bracelet could also be like a vibro <laughs> slap knife. Sword? A slap a sl- knife. Yeah, vibro knife. You want to be sci-fi. It could cut through Mandalorian armor. <laughs> <laughs> it cut case through we Mandalorians. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, it's lightsabers and slap bracelets. Those are the yeah. two things I can go through. Is that the, the role-playing game we're going to write? <laughs> it's lightsabers and slap bracelets. <laughs> Jump on board this ship, ladies and gentlemen. All right, I think that's great. This slap bracelet's great. And, man, Stacy's one of my favorite characters we've... Perfect. We've made so far. Let's move on to the next segment. Here we go for the location. Let's make a mappy death trappy area creation, then hit frappy on our PC blender location. Okay, so here we are, guys. It's time to make a map. I'm going to draw it. Steve's going to write it. We're going to put it out somewhere, maybe. Um, what we've got so far is we've got this super fun slap bracelet that soars through space to land on the player's home planet and... Uh, enlist their aid. Um, as soon as the players strap on their, ooh, maybe they're different colors, or maybe they're matching. I don't know. They're slap bracelets. Once they're in place, they can then easily touch um, Silo and teleport to different dimensions until they locate their dimension where Silo has a, um, uh, like a two legs, two arm kind of form, I guess. Um <laughs> walking, talking man rock thing going on where they can then slap the slap bracelets of uh, eternity onto Silo, thus binding him from destroying all of these multiple uh, planes of existence. I they think can we also just wrote a Doctor slap- Strange novel. <laughs> Did I know? They also uh, can write upon these slap bracelets as though they are... Um, Maybe when they're teleporting through the dimensions, that's when they ride on oh, the they ride. Oh, love it. Like they're, I think they should ride them like boogie boards, though. Like not <laughs> surfboards, the, they're just like arms on it, on their bellies. It's like only five <laughs> inches long, so it's barely room for their two feet to sit on the thing. Um, but yeah, so next, next up is it's time to develop um, uh, some kind of map, some kind of visual map that we can then... Um, uh, play on. Let's map do this is, map on. The, 
And this is the spot that we normally get into, and we almost always have a good idea of what we're doing or how we're doing it, whether it's going to be an actual dungeon, a uh, building, the interior of a building, a village. Uh, I feel like this is the most macro we've been so far, and we came to it kind of early in that we're going to do alternate dimensions for the map. So, I got to be honest, I'm like sweating really hard right now trying to imagine how I'm going to draw this in 4D. Um, <laughs> I don't know how some, to do buy, buy some new pens. Yeah. You need to have yeah, a time you... lapse available so that uh, people can watch you draw it. Because yeah, that did, would be the fourth dimension is time. Oh, man. That's right. Did, that's yeah, right. did you get your 4D stylus? I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> well, what I'm thinking is because we, we should talk about how it's going to look, and that'll help us determine what we're going to say. So. The idea is that Silo lands, Silo lands, and then where he lands, the world starts turning to glass. Uh, do people turn to glass too? Well, sure. so it, here's the thing about like the glass situation. It's like how are glass. the yeah? How are the PCs going to get close enough to touch? Silo? That's what I was trying to ask. You're talking about the flying, uh, uh, flying slap bracelets. That's a good point. Good point. Oh, and that gets hard. So you just have to fly above the glass plane, the glass Right, range. and that gets really dangerous because you totally. fall on the glass and then you'll turn into obsidian yourself. So if you're spending your time kind of on this not magic carpet, your techno bracelets or whatever, um, maybe they just let you fly? I don't know. But maybe we do need to go back and add minions because, like, if you're getting into fights or something and you land on the glass, that's a big danger to be in all the time. Because, well, it's not a big danger. It's like the end of your – it's like the end. Like, you turn into glass and you're done, right? It's a real save or die situation. So maybe the bracelet can somehow protect you from being turned into glass while you have it on? Uh, Yeah. Uh, I want the danger. I want you to be terrified that you're going to touch that glass. It's the room is lava game. It is the yeah. It is the floor is lava on a global scale, <laughs> but the you know, and irony obsidian is normally made from lava. But. Well, and I think that I don't think we need to go back because I think any sort of encounters will be dictated by what that dimension is like. Mm, you know, good point. So, like any place that we're in, uh, you know, there's going to be enemies or or some sort of obstacle to overcome there. And that's that'll be determined by you know whether they're on you know a jungle planet or or something like that. Do you want to be drawing planets, Andrew? I I I. Okay, well you better that's have a good question. you better have separate continents, well-defined <laughs> features, yeah, <laughs> global power structures. Yeah, not. I want topographic. Like, and political yeah. maps of each planet. <laughs> I want to see the GDPs ranked of every location. Yeah, Population do, graphs. I mean, do, I, I know how to draw cir- circles. I could draw yeah, like eight circles, We don't do the circular right? plants. We do the orange peel style maps <laughs> that are like the different ovals. Oh, geez. Mercator project- projections. Yeah, where is that? Merc- we do, Mercator? That's not the peel Merc- one. I Mercator? The, Mercator? Yeah, Mercator, Mercator, yeah. Oh, whatever Mercator's it is. The, you're making one. my mercury rise. Eh? Well, eh? here's how I see it working is it's almost like it's the same like two or three rooms every time, but the 
the difference is it's in a different dimension. So the, the interactions with those rooms is completely different every totally. time. Totally. Yeah. If it's the same, if it's a different dimension, then the landscape will be more or less the same. Or, But then, you know, the things you encounter there would have changed. Oh, that's great. I can use a photocopier Do then. we go <laughs> back to the glass house? Ooh. And so a glass house builds an obsidian glass house, builds itself over the meteor as the kingdom of silo. Or glass palace or glass like. Yeah, like yeah, glass but you better palace. not. You better Something... not take a shower in it. Or throw rocks. Or throw right. rocks, yeah. <laughs> but so maybe that's the deal. Once they get to the palace, then they don't have to worry about falling into the ice, all that stuff. And then ice, when you. Ice? I'm sorry, glass. Glass. <laughs> But then when you go to another dimension, uh, you're dealing with the same house, but then there's something fundamentally changed inside of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because then, then if we do that, we could at least have something tangible to kind of hold on to. Sure. Give us a space um, to play. I don't know. The Obsidian Temple of E-Curb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What now do you that's think, a Dungeons Winston? and Dragons I, and I feel like game. it's a little bit I feel like that's a little bit constraining, but what are your thoughts on that idea there, Winston? I mean, I I think it's a, I think it's kind of important to at least limit the area. I mean, you know, unless you want to draw eight different worlds with eight different, you know, geographical maps and different creatures living on each of those places and all that. I it seems like it's a little too wide open in my opinion yeah. it seems like well maybe it's just it's just the same area right? right like what steve was saying but it doesn't have to be like um, are you thinking a regional map andrew no i guess what i was kind of thinking was like it kind of looks like a wheel almost you i'm know? i'm hearing you now right so yeah. we could do the map as a circle with eight yeah. pie pieces. Mm. That's exactly what I was... each one of the was... pie pieces is a different world. Yeah, you remember when I was saying like a octa-shaped thing oh, with yeah. points? Yeah, you were saying that. That's what I meant. Pie gotcha. chart. Oh, now we're on the same page. Oh, yeah. I get it. Much now. later. All right, so that particular We should have space... let Andrew keep talking that one time. No, time. don't. No, How are we idea. to know? Don't, don't <laughs> let me do that. No, that's a bad idea. So, so what are you thinking, Andrew? Do you want to draw a a planet? Look, dude, it doesn't matter what I want to draw. It matters what we create, and then I'll figure out how to draw it. Well, the thing is, we need to create love, it so we know what we're doing. If it's, what are you thinking, Rob? I love the idea of you drawing the same area, but different slices of it are in a different dimension style. Okay. So it's like the same four rooms, but you've cut it up into pieces so that, you know, halfway in between this room and this room, one side is, you know, the sand planet and the other side is. So, um, all right, well, let's, let's do that. Let's do eight dimensions and let's like go around and everybody describe a dimension. Well, but before we start um, with that, I have a question oh. about the map. So like, sure. I guess the center part where they all intersect is the part from which the obsidian glass is growing or. Potentially. Yeah. Is, that, is that how it would work? Yeah, well, the center is always going to be the center, and it's still going to because he. Ha- I think he also has to have a different kind of form in every totally dimension, and you need to find the one where he has like arms and legs. 
Oh yeah, because that's how we beat it, right? Is like we right. we continue to touch the thing until we get to a dimension where um, uh, silo <laughs> silo e curb is um, in a form with two arms and two legs. So I guess I'm imagining it with um, the what if uh, we did a town obsidian. Andrew? thing being like um kind of in the center of each segment of the map um and then one of them has him in his like i don't know is this his true form or yeah, like his final like form that. maybe they're, like he's kind or of his most is, vulnerable yeah they're all his true form but that's the one they know how to stop him all right what i'm thinking is you do a city map like whatever you want to be like a trap proper village map and then you segment it into eight pieces where we have our types of worlds that it is. But then if you have this city map kind of thing, it would give uh, our players fun things to jump around to. Um, so we'd have to, to play come up on. with locations and dimensions in that well, case. Well, I think it should be the dimension and one location that's in that dimension. Cool. They okay. should like correspond with like the characteristics of that dimension somehow. Right. So if you yeah, did like cool. a cat dimension, yeah. then you're like, this building's a giant litter box. I gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Good cool. example. Is that is that <laughs> your Steve? That's a sci-fi as I'm running here. Steve, is that your? your that is. You go first. That is, that is not mine. All right, okay, we're going Steve first says, because Steve I says want to go <laughs> super psychedelic, right? So I'm going to go with the psychedelic, psychedelic mushroom dimension. Oh, I love it. Oh my god. And so. Inside of there is going to be uh, the great uh, toadstool temple. Cool. To- toadstool temple. And like you What can... happens at the toadstool temple? Yeah, you can eat oh, poisonous peop- mushrooms. Mario parties. Yeah, Mario parties. A lot of, <laughs> lot of go-kart racing. Yeah. Uh, but no, you go there to commune with uh, higher beings. Mm. So maybe you could go to the Mushroom Temple, and if you're in the Mushroom Land Mushroom Temple, uh, you're able to get uh, divine favor by partaking in uh, their ceremonial mushroom ayahuasca LSD party. Yeah. So it's a psychedelic dimen- <laughs> mushroom dimension. The houses are made out of giant toadstools. And the main temple in this part of the town is the place where you could commune with the higher powers if you participate in some sort of psychedelic thing. So you could get some sort of uh, knowledge or wisdom from beyond in this temple. That could maybe be where you get the information that you need to put the bracelets on his wrists or something like that in a divine vision. Oh, okay. And and I I like the idea. It gives you like a little... It gives you like a little uh, uh, sneak peek, you know, like a little peek into how to beat the thing. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, it could do whatever they need information for in the game at any right. given point. Sure, wherever know? they're stuck. Yeah. Right. Oh, see, that would be cool. Is if like we sort of there, you know, maybe there are several pieces of information that they need, right, to be able to beat this thing. Like, so first, a piece of information which we've sort of already talked about is that he has to be in his humanoid form right? right he has you have to put a slap bracelet on each of his four appendages and like um 
maybe you oh, have to has like to be under the light of the full moon <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, or I think under it... the tears of the sun or something like that after we um, do all these dimensions i think we should also roll or do a separate uh d8 chart for all of his forms so that it's you know when you run this thing you don't know what form you're getting in which location so it has replayability if you want to do it. So the 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 um, forms don't really necessarily coincide with the characteristics of the dimension. of the dimension. Oh, maybe you're right. Maybe they should though. I mean, I yeah. So know. what's his mushroom? There, he's not form from this like. place, you know. What no, I mean? you're right. He's not from any of these places. What does he look like in the mushroom dimension, Steve? Uh, meth. <laughs> he looks like fucking Crystal breaking meth. bad blue perfect meth rock. Maybe he's maybe this is the color of his crystal changes or something. You know, as simple as that. It doesn't, I mean, maybe not that, but well, at one point he needs to have arms and legs. Oh yeah, good point. So in this one, like, uh, yeah, that's so... great because you're in like this trippy drug dimension and you come across some like meth in a, in a tray or whatever. It's all broken shards, and you're like, oh, here. and then it like attacks you. He's like, it's, like, it's me, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I fooled you. There goes that G rating. Yeah, I never had it to begin with. I just yeah, did a whole no drug way. dimension. <laughs> okay. okay, Rob, why don't you come up with a dimension for us? Oh, easy. I'm going with the mirror dimension, which is much like a, a fun house or, uh, you know, one of the penultimate scenes in a movie where you're fighting in a bunch of mirrors and uh, it's partially a maze you have to navigate through. And then... Uh, at the end, he's uh, in uh, sort of a, what's the word? Prophetic style. He uh, is there and you can gaze into him and he might lure you into a false sense of security or fool you or something like that. Wait, but what, is, what does he look like? He looks like a mirror. Because it's oh, the mirror it is dimension. A mirror. Like yeah, a hand is... mirror with a handle and everything, or no? I was thinking more like the mirror mirror on the wall from Snow White type of a deal. Like or Does it talk? And... Yeah. Oh, I think the mirror he, talks he always and... talks. I think you navigate the mirror maze and then you encounter silly W there and try and uh <laughs> interface silly, <laughs> silly W. <laughs> Are you guys uh, talking about me? <laughs> No, I know he's talking I'm, about. I'm, if I'm, only yes, yes. I could be, if you want. Oh, um, I could get. Yeah, and he so tries to to trick you or or lure you down a a wrong path. Mm. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right, Winston. What do you got? Okay. How about um, since you know we're trying to incorporate some sci-fi elements here, what about a Planet of the Apes dimension on this planet that's ruled by apes, and you know. Uh, it's like the ruins of a previous civilization there now inhabited by the apes. Um, and in this one, Silo could look like a obelisk. Uh, okay. Oh, and then we're throwing it back to 2001, yeah, yeah, to baby. Get, get two references in one here. Love it. Love that. Cool. What happens there? Um, I guess that they they are uh, the apes. There have some piece of technology that will help you that they are worshiping or something like that that they don't understand. They it, they need you and also Stacy to help figure out what it is. And are there a lot of are there like a, a a shit ton of monkeys there or are there think, only yes. like twelve monkeys? Oh my god! Oh <laughs> my god! 
Maybe we can get more what? Terry Gilliam in this mother bitch. What? It's got Bruce Willis in it. I know. It's Bruce Willis all up in there. <laughs> and that one's also just a mind-melting movie. I'll melt your mind right out. Holy shit, was it me I saw when I was a child time-traveling with myself? When I was just time-traveling, touching meteorites? So that wait, so the monkeys do the apes rather the the apes do they apes. attack you or are yeah, they I, like I, I intelligent? Think, I think we um, could. I think it would be like Planet like Planet of the Apes, the apes where are... some of them are friendly and some of them are enemies. Okay, cool. But this town, they definitely have a people zoo. Yeah, with totally. the, like uh, <laughs> brainless men. You took his brain. God, I love Planet of the Apes. I had a real Charlton Heston thing for a while. Omega Man, Planet of the Apes, just the best stuff. The NRA. Oh, man, tell me about that. (laughs) This man's cold, dead hands. I wonder if anybody's taking the gun out of his hands at this point. It wouldn't be hard, man. (laughs) His arthritis probably makes it hard to... He's he's dead now, isn't he? Is he? I think he is. Did that happen? No. I thought that guy was going to live forever. I thought that was like the the 11th commandment. I will live forever. Yeah, (laughs) I'm pretty sure they mummified him, and now he's acting in... uh, Nomadland. He's I'm pretty sure car. he's he playing the his car. Name to Silo E curb. That could Silo be. Curb. All um, right, Rob. Uh, what do you or Andrew? What do you have? Uh. Okay, so this is going to be the um, dimension of. Uh, genie dimension, yeah. Okay. Genie in a genie in a lamp. Genie in a bottle. You gotta you gotta rub me the right way. Dimension. Okay. So, it's uh, it's all gins. It's like a gin, um, gin and gin and juice. Yeah, I have seen juice happening here. The gin. Um. So does that mean like it it's a world inside of a good? lamp? Oh, maybe it is. Maybe it's a lamp. I mean, is that fun? A Thousand and One Arabian Nights is one of the greatest stories ever. There's nothing but fun in there. And it's problematic. Don't doubt yourself, Andrew. (laughs) This is great. Keep going. Oh, thanks, Rob. You're a real sweetheart. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's a genie dimension. Um, Not Wishmaster genie. Robin Williams genie. It's all fun and bright colors. And um, if you happen to catch a genie, then you get three wishes. But if the genie that you catch is actually um, the Silo, then you don't get three wishes. What do you get instead? Murdered. <laughs> <laughs> so are you imagining if we're like doing a town like this, is it like Agrabah in Disney's Aladdin? With like um, you yeah, know, desert sure. town and No, I was actually I was, Im- I was imagining buildings. it being more um, like spiritly. You know, like, uh, you know, gins are all spirits, so it's sort of like a spirit, genie spirit realm. So more like Less, a temple kind of a deal? No, more like, um, uh, you know, you just, like, whoosh your hands through it all. It's, like, okay. not really the whole there. Place. Ethereal. Are there, are there yeah, tangible ethereal. things to touch in this thing? Gotcha. The only tangible thing should probably be Silo. Okay. Oh. oh, that's pretty neat. I like that. And right. that's how you find him, right? Because he's the only thing <laughs> yeah. that he he's, 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 rock, he's rock hard. So basically, what, you're, what <laughs> we're saying, setting everything up, to 
setting up a realm where pl- the players basically just have to go around and touch everything, which <laughs> is great for dungeon masters. Like, is it is this corporeal? I don't know. Did you touch it? <laughs> okay, cool. Steve, why don't you reel it back in? What we got? What's next? All right. Uh, well, I will go. Uh, let's get back onto some sci-fi stuff, and I'm going to go uh, with a Neo Tokyo vibe. Mm. And so we'll say it's uh, lots of neon uh, motorcycle gangs and uh, mutant yakuza. Sick. And so uh, inside of all this, so in this one. He's a skyscraper. Oh, I love it. Ooh. So. Made out of glass. Duh. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. You have all these other ones that are, uh, I don't know, just neon and holographic uh, advertisements everywhere. But then it is just this monolith in the center that is just a very boring glass building. Can we, (laughs) hey, can we do a retcon real quick? Sure. So I just realized that genies are like completely not sci-fi at all. So that's maybe right. yeah, that's you could keep it. It I mean, can be sci-fi. I mean, like it jumps well, around. But, but it, I just wanted to add the word techno. So techno genies. Techno genies. Techno genies. Just a small little retcon. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Techno genies. Perfect. Is that like the Gene Genie, the David Ooh. Bowie song? Yeah. Dream Genie. Isn't Gene Genie. Gene Genie. Right. Gene Genie. He lives on his back. Yeah. Yeah. So that's easy enough. Easy to touch a skyscraper. Maybe. Cool. Try but, and put uh, a slap bracelet on it. I dare you. It's yeah. not going to work. You get yeah. up to the top the, the top tower, maybe, possibly. Yeah. yeah. You have to, like, ride the elevator up. Or it could be, like, the raid, where you just need to go from, like, floor to floor fighting mini bosses. Or, or dread. Yeah, or dread. And oh, maybe man. the top few floors aren't finished yet. Now that's an action movie I've seen <laughs> once or twice. <laughs> you end up. What's a, to is there an action movie ducks? where there's a uh, tall building and um, <laughs> uh, shit? It's got like a Japanese name and it stars <laughs> what's his name? That uh, one guy. I don't remember that one yeah. guy. Yaka something. Uh, yeah. Yaka uh, something. I feel like I feel like there's a about... reference we could be making here. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. I feel like you're thinking about Alan Rickman. Yeah, Alan Rickman. Oh, it was Harry Potter. That's what it was. It is. And it's funny because, it yeah, ab- absolutely Mr. in this, Takagi. like, there have to be vents that are available to traverse to, like, get away or hide <laughs> from the minions trying to get you inside of the skyscraper. Definitely ducks. Oh, guys, we didn't even, ducks. like, we didn't even touch on the fact that this is, like, a glass thing. And... Obviously, everybody's got to be barefoot, right? Like, (laughs) (laughs) but you can ride on your uh, your techno. Yeah, you have your techno bracelets. bracelets. Yeah, what are you gonna have like Home Alone tar steps? Just like one shoe and then a sock, and then until you get to the top. All right, Rob, what are you thinking? Okay, my next dimension. Let's see. Um. Let's go with like a uh let's go with a uh light dimension. Mm. Everything is uh bright and streaming through like stained glass. The the players will have to use their slap bracelets to uh learn how to surf on light rays so that they can uh <laughs> find 
Silo uh, at the center where he's, you know, maybe holed up in a disco ball or something. Oh, I was, yeah, he wait, is did, a disco ball. You read my ball thoughts. In this, in this particular oh yeah dimension. that's perfect because it's a that's bunch amazing. of pieces of glass yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. and then so when they come to this dimension do they just start falling yes until yes. like they can learn how to surf the yeah. white fantastic Surfing on a yes it's like they they basically fall into a dimension and it just looks like a kaleidoscope rainbow and they don't have any sense of up or down until they figure out the the slap bracelet navigation Okay, so that's cool okay. because that like kind of trains them for an element that they need for victory, which is to be able to like ride their slap bracelets. Right? So maybe yeah. that should somehow definitely be the first one you go to if you could figure that out. Like if you could write that well, in. Well, one of the things I like is now I'm back on the make it random where you end up. Yeah. And so because like <laughs> the first one you could go to is this one where you could end up in the psychedelic thing or you know, yeah. Tokyo and you have no idea what you're doing and then you roll randomly to determine where you go and you could end up back at the other one and then at that point you could see how much worse it's got since you were there last ah. oh yeah okay Winston what do you got for our last dimension is it the last zone? one I think it is let's say eight okay well I was thinking a uh, post Skynet Terminator type machines Perfect. rule the world type dimension oh, robo world yeah robo world type you know all the machines want to kill people destroy all humans type deal i love it is this where uh Silo is vulnerable finally i don't know what, what do you guys think um i think i, I my, mean, my thinking is that the the uh mirror dimension one is the one where i think it makes the most sense for him to be vulnerable to me okay uh, oh because you don't or is it, it could you... also be random. No, oh, yeah, like, maybe so. It could just be by the time they get to the eighth one, it's, that's just the one where he's vulnerable. Finally. He doesn't have to have a specific... Well, that we could ditch the specific form idea, maybe? So well, something that specific... I noticed about the... Spe- Sorry to cut you off, Rob. It's okay. But the specific form thing, I'm noticing... like, So he starts out as this like obsidian like rock, right? And then I noticed that in the planet of the 12 monkeys and 2001 we have like a smoother obelisk right and then you take that to the next step which is steve's place you have this um uh it's also a monolith but now it's um like a building with a bunch of panes of glass right and then you take it to the next one where it's like tons of panes of glass for a disco like you know this um, oh, so like are a, you saying you are already seeing a pattern? I'm already um, seeing a pattern. You know, so he's like slowly ev- like evolving. Evol- like he's cool. like the glass thing is evolving into this final form through these different dimensions. Oh, this is good. And you know I what? Think Stacey missing... can know the order you have to go in to get there. Oh, I love that. So it's like when uh, I heard that Han Solo did the something jump in like a couple parsecs but the like they need to run in eight parsecs or 12 shut parsecs. up rob sorry <laughs> no just kidding just... <laughs> but yeah no that's exactly that right because they have to jump out and then jump into another one so it's kind of like that where you have to like go to one dimension to get to the next one so yeah. maybe stacy has laid out this road map for you to do 
to stop him. Well, I'm thinking in the robo world, E-Curb would be like a, a processor or something like that. Ooh, I love that. You know? I what, mean, what does that mean? Like, I guess he's running the show like... He's you know, in the, the mainframe. He's in the mainframe. I mean, do they make part computer parts out of glass? I think they do, don't they? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Wait, so is he kind of like... This is science Lawn fiction, man. not science fact. We yeah, can make point. computer point. parts out good of whatever. Point. But we want. you know, I wanted to. I wanted to at least make some sense. You know. Yeah, but like, I mean, that's that's how I write science fiction. It needs to make some sense. <laughs> at least, at least six sentences. Yeah, it needs at least this the first five and maybe one more. Yeah. So are you saying <laughs> in the Robo World he is? Are, are we at an AI? Is this where you have Stacy? Stacy. And he hard hologram. Maybe that's where he came. Maybe he. Yeah. Oh, that's a really good idea. Oh man. Oh, maybe so this wait, is where so we he have a hard hologram her. versus hard hologram, and this is Stacy's dimension. Yes. This is where Stacy. Maybe this is the dimension he came from. Or would he come from the the uh, the light I, dimension? Or? I'm wondering if he came from the rock. <laughs> <laughs> So wait, what are the, the other dimensions? Because I feel like oh, I we left still them have out. one more for Andrew as well. I, say, I think there was one uh, more. I was thought it? so. Oh, okay. Andrew, um, Andrew only gave us the gin. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. Techno gin. Techno gin. The techno gin. Right. So, so maybe the techno gin is where he is in his his final form, and he's like a rogue. Oh, because he like kind of is a techno gin, isn't he? Yeah. Or she. Oh, he she. Is. She. Or I, I was thinking of. Stacy, but I guess they're both kind of techno gins in a way. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So let's go with this robo world. Um, so what is it like? Uh, it's it's like, like, you know, the the first two minutes of Terminator Two, where there's like oh, robots. Where it's in a post-apocalyptic. Yeah, there's just, just like lasers going robot everywhere. Robot warriors yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of okay. that's kind of where my mind was at with that. You know, skulls being stomped on. Uh, so is it like? Like a straight up Terminator, like robots versus humans, Matrix. I think the robots are just like patrolling at this point. I think they've kind of wiped out everybody. Oh, they've already done their job. Yeah, they're just you know. <laughs> Final they're directive just, has yeah, been they're achieved. Like, they're so they're not AIs because they can't really think for, or they're just constantly doing what they're programmed to do, which is eradicate living things. I don't know. You guys can help me know. with this one. Where just runes and murder bots. I do just want to incorporate some murder bots in here just somewhere. It just feels... And then so at this point... Is it seems he, necessary. It feels like the right thing to I'll do. I'll tell you what. This one, unless he's a hard <laughs> hologram in this one... I mean, this could be the arms and legs one, right? Because then you just have this mechanoid obsidian thing. Well, let Winston which, decide what the form is in this. Well, we've still got one more. So maybe uh, Andrew can bring it back home with the final form in that... Uh, in that one, I don't know what world he's got in mind, but you know. Well, what 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 form are you seeing with uh, him in this one? For this one, I, I like I said, I think he should be like a processor or something like that. You know, a computer. You know. Uh, so like, so he's if just he's like a... an Apple Two E terminal. Yes. <laughs> so Did you ever like see? The... You know, oh Futur- God, you know what Futurama? They have the um, the uh, network, the head of the network, and it's just like a smartphone. Uh, the head of the TV network. <laughs> no, but that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah that's that's kind of what I'm thinking. So he's so just like a computer the, terminal. Is it just like talks? So good. Yeah, yeah this could be like the it. place where um, it develops its uh, its like dark sentience. You know, it develops its dark intelligence and its 
uh, maybe this is where the, the 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 timer gets ticked up because now that it's developed into this form, it has the you know the logic capabilities to yeah, there you, go. you know set its plan into motion. You guys, this story is absolutely everything I love about high end pulp science fantasy. <laughs> it's hitting so many of my like sweet spots. Okay, well, let's throw some fucking yeah. aliens. Andrew, in here. bring it, bring it home, bring it home. Dimension. Yes. Oh yeah, aliens! We did it. Yeah, <laughs> we <alien>. did it. <laughs> what kind of aliens are we talking about? Yeah, are we here? talking about greys? Are we talking about Martians? An- Anukai or xenomorphs? I, I mean, yeah, xenomorphs. I think probably is mm. um, the way. So this is go. a bug hunt, then. Oh yeah, some <laughs> Starship Trooper action. Mm. Well, man, I do love Starship Troopers. I mean, they're really similar. Like, the aliens are really similar. I mean, are you just thinking kind of sentient fucking killing machines? (laughs) Well, so we have a kind of sentient killing machines action happening on on Winston's robo-world. But I guess that's fine, because, like, really the, um, you know, the important thing is that, like, as it gets closer to the final form... That you know it, uh, you know you have these, you know murder robots to fight through, and then um, if this ends up being the final form dimension, then you would have like a swarm of either bug aliens or, or maybe it's xenomorph alien or oh, fuck, why not both? Like it's it's xenomorph uh, bugs fr- like a combination of like acid dripping. Andrew, can Super. we all just add a characteristic of a yes. terrifying yes. murder alien thing, and yes. then that will be our own thing, our and own that we don't have to worry about weird copyright stuff? Amalgamation. Yeah. All right. Okay, so you, I, I'm saying off? that it's, yeah, I'm starting off with Xenomorph and the bugs from Starship Troopers. No, no, no. I'm saying, like, give it, like, a stinger tail or a mouth inside a mouth inside a mouth or, you know, something. So when we oh, okay. create yeah. the so monster, and then you can got, draw it. Like, how yeah, cool yeah. So it's got acid, acid, um, acid uh, spittle, and it's got, um, like, sharp talons for appendages. Hmm. Cool. Rob. Okay. I'm sorry. Is this a separate monster that I'm creating? No, it is the same one. This is the race of bugs on this death planet. Okay, all right. It's got a big beefy arm like uh, Trogdor. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right, Winston. For punching. I want it to have two dicks. One big punching arm. (laughs) I want it to have two dicks like a Klingon. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, is that a Klingon thing? Yeah, Klingons have. (laughs) Is that true? Yeah, Klingons have two dicks. This is the first I'm hearing about this. Oh, you've obviously never, you haven't watched enough Klingon porn. (laughs) I could recommend some. Um, uh, No, that's not what I want to do. Check out our show notes. (laughs) No, uh, how about, um, uh, it makes, how about some shrieking, like horrifying shrieking noises, like uh, ear splitting, head exploding. Some sort of sonic attack? Sonic attack, yes, that's what I'm thinking. I love it. All Um, right, Steve. And then for me, I'm going to bring it back to the past and say that these guys have uh, a teleporting blast that they do. Nice. So 
Uh, they could bamf like Nightcrawler. Oh, man. Like, you know, maybe five feet in any given direction. But then when they do, it explodes. Like, so it's like a little frag grenade when they when they do this ex- this uh, teleporting. Hell These yeah. are some scary aliens, man. Dude, can you imagine, like, fighting, like, a dozen of them where they're just like, <laughs> boof, bah, boof, bah, boof, bah. And shrieking. You would have to have a death And wish. shrieking and spitting acid on your face. <laughs> yeah. You're dying. These are, like, worse than the, like, uh, pitch black aliens that were, like, that's another good bug alien. That is a great bug alien. I don't know if that movie is underrated or not, but I love that movie. So I think much. it's a little underrated. I would Which, say. Pitch Black? Yeah. I have a like a not, su- it's super secret soft spot for all of the Riddick shit. I, I just love it. I know in my heart that it's not the best stuff ever made, but I just I love it. I think it's really good. I know that it's right. not good, but I like it. Excellent. All right, so, so are we this, all wrapped up on locations? Did we do it? We're not, though, because what is his form here, and is this the location of his final form? Right. It sounds like anyone that comes here is going to die immediately. Yeah, I, don't think, <laughs> I don't think this would be the location of his final form. I, I think, think the, the I gin think, one? Yeah, the Technogenie one should be Technogenie it. one is? For sure. Yeah, right, this okay. one should be before. So it's like some sort. This is probably like right before we get to Winston's Robo World that we encounter this one. And um, his form is somewhere in between, like, an intelligent being and, like, the light disco. So, or actually, maybe, maybe, Rob, maybe your um, mirror dimension follows the... No, the mirror dimension probably comes first, and then the disco ball dimension... And then, like, where do you go from there? Like mushrooms or apes or Neo Tokyo? Yeah, Neo Tokyo. He's a big, but like Neo Tokyo is probably the mushroom world is just a pile of um, meth. meth, Yeah, he's (laughs) unrefined, unrefined crystals. That feels early to me, but I don't know. Maybe it's later. Yeah, no, it feels very early. Well, okay, what, what did so, you say the alien word, the alien world one is? I hadn't. That's what I was trying to figure well, out. Like, don't, what would make I, sense I'd say don't overthink it. Just tell me what you think uh, or go off the top of your head what you think it might be. And then we'll just plug it in where it makes sense. We can figure it out later. Okay. Well, then um, for like an alien, crazy alien um, realm, I feel like his, his form should be like a crystal egg or like actually, no, Ooh. like a like a. Uh, a crystallis. A a yeah, crystallis. That is perfect. Yes. There you go. Man. Yeah. Boom. All right, and then what is his final form in the gin dimension? Sinbad? Did we... Yeah, I thought we already did that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we he's got to have arms and legs. Yeah, right. Sinbad has arms and legs. <laughs> he just is like straight up like Harry Housen Sinbad. Like, no, I meant the Sinbad the comedian, you know, oh. like Shazam or Kazam or whatever. That's also cool because in the the Aladdin uh, movie, the oh the shackles manacles was a oh thing. right totally. No, that does make a lot of sense. Yeah, and he's a techno genie. You're using a techno slap bracelet on him. Oh my gosh! And then, like, once you slap him with a slap bracelet, oh, he goes sinking into like, a lamp. Phenomenal cosmic power! <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, so that's great, right? So all these genies are walking around. The only tangible things are these goddamn lamps everywhere. So you could trap them with the shackles, put them in a lamp, and then you have this weird 
thing you need you, to deal you with You have afterwards. a lamp that you never want to touch again. I have yeah. a question, though. How do you get out of the genie dimension? It's a techno no, genie dimension, by the way. No, no, I want to know the answer to that question first. I'm also curious. So once you trap him, and then how do you get back home? Okay, so at that point... Um, you no longer have the bracelets. I thought about this when we introduced the bracelets. Oh, like, right. We wouldn't. Because huh? you use the bracelets to trap him, and then what the fuck do you do? So um, I don't know the answer there. I feel like um, probably the, the, the best way to do that is just to like leave it, the ending right there. Let's put a period on it there and let them figure it out. For themselves, like you don't have just a, maybe they just don't, don't you have don't don't you have other genies there? Can't you just yeah, use just, one of the other genies? This is true. Te- techno genies. I mean, sorry, excuse me. I think you're just stuck in techno genie realm for the rest of you not just, a bad like, place to be stuck. I guess. There. Yeah, I guess that's it. You know, leave, leave it to the uh, GMs and judges to figure out. Like your next quest is to figure out how the hell you get out of the genie realm. Perfect. I have a question. Um, is Silu? E-Curb in the mirror universe, is he just Bruce Willis again? <laughs> like in the lamp, like Sleeping Beauty, where it's just like, am I the fairest? And he's like, yeah, you're the fairest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Sure. Why not? Why not? Yeah, All that right. seems, well, I think we've, seems good. I think we've pretty much wrapped this thing up pretty well. Yeah. Uh, Do we have any maybe more? not tightly, but I think we've <laughs> it's not it up. tight. But I think it's enough for us to like get this thing in. I don't know if he's figured out his final form in the genie dimension. Did we figure that out? Are we oh. hand waving it? He should be like a big, scary, like the biggest techno gen of all, like the big, scary techno gen, yeah. right? Just like a yeah, big, like he's rock, got a, mo- rock creature monster. No, I'm imagining he looks like Galactus, um, only you know, kind of drawn the way the genie from Aladdin is. So how are we slapping slap bracelets? Actually, no. Like the way Jafar looks at the end of Aladdin. You have to fly your slap yeah. bracelets up into the air. And then they pirouetting like a to fucking ice skater. Their hands. And then slap them on all four. You know what? I think that one of the other dimensions should also have some other like key element. that Like some other thing that you have to do. I think that should be the Planet of the Apes one. I feel like whatever that thing that the apes are, like, worshipping or whatever, that they technology they don't understand could be the thing that you need. Like jetpacks? Like uh, James Bond Thunderball jetpacks? Yes. <laughs> Maybe it's um, you have to, uh, you know, you have to uh, lull him to sleep um, or, like... I don't know, distract him somehow enable to, you know, in, in order to be able to get the slap bracelets on him. And there's like a way to do that. Well, that sounds like the drug dimension to me. <laughs> there you go. Maybe so there's like a, that's... maybe there's a piece you have to collect in every one of the dimensions to make yeah, something. Like a piece of information. And that would be like a actually a good, a good way for you to have to interact with the town. And you also have this time where like, I think, and it should trigger once you get to the new dimension that, uh, you trigger him to start the glassing of the world. Yeah. So you also don't have a lot of time to do this thing. So it's like run to the shroom temple and do this thing and then go to the talk to the mirror god. I don't know. Maybe you could take one something from dimension one to dimension two and then use it in dimension two to get something that you need in dimension three. 
etc. Yeah. Yeah, this is, this is a little more complicated than a one-page map, I think, if we start hitting that up. And this is a novel I would read for sure, with this dimension hopping, <laughs> hopping madness to stop a world-ending threat. Okay, yeah, I think it's you're right. Good. I think we're pretty good. Um, Steve, you want to try and sum this, this crazy intergalactic thing up for us? All right. So we started off with the words meteorite, glassy, teleporting, blast. And boy, did we hit some crazy shit in here. We so, got the whole nine yards in here. Yeah, we got the whole nine <laughs> yards. <laughs> so uh, we started off with uh, meteorite stuff. So uh, CeeLo E-Curb, or E-Curb, uh, comes down into the PC's planet. Once he lands, the entire planet starts turning to uh, glass, obsidian, um, and anything that it touches turns into glass obsidian. Before this happens, uh, magical slap bracelets come flying down from the space cosmos and whacking onto player's arm, and then out we meet uh, the majestic space lass Stacy Stardust. Uh, she tells them that the coming impending doom is happening and that uh, it's up to the players to go on this interdimensional journey through eight planes of existence in order to stop this unearthly, unknowing intelligence. Um, our particular uh, places are a psychedelic mushroom world, a mere dimension, a planet of the apes world, Neo Tokyo, Robo world, and an alien world. And each of them have their own uh, crazy denizens that are going to be complications for our players. Uh, what a wild adventure this is going to be. This is a cool one. Yeah, it it's very, a- very pulpy. It's very, very fictional. It's very pulp fictional. And it's got a little pulp, got a little fiction. Yeah. A little pulp, a little fiction. We got it all. It's uh, good. Winston, thank you for being on the show with us today. Oh, this was a this very is... cool adventure you helped us make. I hope we, I hope we get to play it with you guys sometime. That would be I'll awesome. run it for you. Yeah, Andrew's please. actually had the it, <laughs> I've actually he's been in adventures I've run where he just plays pretty passive because he's helped make them all. But it is fun even if you made this there's no telling what would happen playing in it yeah and also um to our listeners out there if you get a chance to play this dungeon please 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 leave us some comments yeah winston why don't you give us all of the places that uh, our listeners can find you uh you can follow us uh our website is infiniteworldsmagazine.com on twitter at at iw sci-fi mag and you can email me at info at infiniteworldsmagazine.com. And one of the things we're trying hard to do here is get more subscriptions to this rad magazine. Yeah, uh, subscribe. Yeah, subscribe to this thing. Get hard copies. Support artists that are running in the sci-fi and fantasy space. You guys can, uh, if you go to the in- Instagram, you can look at the uh, – highlights of the different issues and see people showing off their hard copies, uh, tons of photos, you know, flip throughs, that kind of thing. You can judge for yourself. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks for being here with us, Winston. Thanks to you too, Andrew and Rob. I love making maps with you. Hell yeah, yeah, boys. Thanks again. 
and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Epic Levels Mad Dungeon podcast. Let us know if you run this or any of our other adventures. You can support us via Patreon at patreon.com slash epiclevels for bonus map content, extra art, sticker packs, t-shirts, access to our Discord server, and lots of other exclusive goodies. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcast player, leave a comment, and tell your friends. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at epic underscore levels. Get nerd merch and stay up to date at epiclevelsrapgods.com. The Epic Levels Mad Dungeon Podcast is hosted by Andrew Bellary, Rob Bellary, and Steve Albertson. Produced by Zach Cohen. Theme song by Epic Levels and Beat by Interesting, a.k.a. Mason Grant, who also makes tabletop games that you can purchase at GammaWaveGames.com. And until next time, may your crits be plentiful and your fumbles few.